Um, if you would, uh, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles and turn with me, if you will, to the book of Lamentations. Lamentations. Now, I know that doesn't sound like the most exciting title to be turning to right now um, because it, it means what you think it means. Uh, when you lament over something, you are grieving over something. You are grieving, expressively grieving. Well, Lamentations is that type of book. There is, Lamentations is, is a book that has pain. It has suffering in it. It, it has uh, 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 some disruptive things in it that I want to talk about here in a moment. But before I get into that, uh, we are beginning a new series uh, today that'll go through the month of June called Reset. Reset. You know, it was a number of years ago that we purchased um, our very first laptop computer. You remember when we purchased our first laptop computer? How many of you have a laptop computer at home? Laptop computer, right? Well, it was a number of years ago, we purchased our very first laptop computer and uh, we were super excited about it. We, uh, it was just really cool to be able to have a computer that you can take around with you, that you could, it was mobile, you could uh, uh, travel with it, you could go in the car with it, you can go anywhere with it. Little did we know that years later, all that, all that uh, processing and technology would go into the size of a phone. But, but at the time, a laptop computer was a very, very big deal. Well, so we had our laptop computer for a number of months and about eight to nine months into us owning this computer, uh, something started to happen to it. It started to go a little slow. Uh, we started to noticing it wasn't operating like it, it did when we first got it. It, it was acting funny. It was, it was doing some weird stuff. And, um, and so I spoke to a computer tech friend of mine and, and, and I just said, hey man, this is what's going on with our computer. It's, it's acting funny. It's moving slow and all that. He goes, man, it sounds like you got a virus. Well, at the time, that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to a computer is to get a virus. And so I was like, oh, are you serious? We got a virus? Like, oh, man. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. I mean, we can, I can help you fix it. Uh, there's just some steps that we've got to do. You know, we've got we've to delete everything that's on there. So basically, you're going to lose everything that's on there. Uh, we got to delete it all. And then we can restore or reset it back to its factory settings. And once we do that, it'll be as good as new. In fact, it'll probably run even faster than, than it has because there's noth nothing, no, nothing on that that's going to make it go slow. And so it, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll, we'll reset it. And I felt a sense of relief in that time. Like, yes, my computer is going to get back to its normal state. In fact, it's probably going to run better. Thank God for the reset. Well, I got to be honest with you, as I thought about that story and I begin to think about our current season and time that we are in, there have been days in the year of 2020 that I wish there was a reset button. Like, can I just be honest? There were days where I'm like, man, where's the button so we can just reset this whole thing and just start fresh, and just start different. 2020 has been a ride, y'all. Like, it has been a ride. It, 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 2020 has not gone like I expected for it to go. In fact, there's been a lot of disruption going on in 2020. 
And so I would ask, like, where's the reset button? How can we just set this thing, uh, uh, reset this thing all over again? And I realized, well, that's, that's impossible. We can't do that. And then you start thinking, man, our, our year needs a reset. Our, our, our world needs a reset. Our cities, our communities need a reset. And to be quite honest, there's nothing we can do about that. There is no reset button for the year. There's no reset button for our nation, our city, or our community. But here's the good news. God always provides a reset button for our lives. We can't necessarily control what's going on around us. But praise be to God that we can set something new on the inside of us even in the middle of a disruption. And we've been in a disruption this year, and this disruption is, is, is I believe, forcing us to reset. And so we're reading in the book of Lamentations. As I said, it is a book of pain. It is a book of suffering. It, it, it's a book that, that, that highlights a disruption that is happening, but, but it's not a book that, it, it's not a book without hope. It's got hope in it, and it's believed to be written by the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is writing this book because he is, he is giving us a, a, a visual as to what's going on in this season, in this time. At, at this time, Jerusalem uh, had been uh, conquered and besieged by the Babylonians. They were sieged. They were held in captivity. Uh, their cities were devastated and in ruins. And, and, and not only were some captivated, uh, but some were had to flee. Some had to run. Many were exiled from their homes. So you can imagine this was a pretty dark season for Jerusalem. Many leaving their homes, leaving uh, what was familiar to them, leaving what was safe for them. All because the Babylonians came and conquered and took over their city. And it was a dark time. And the prophet Jeremiah is, is, is giving us some insight as to what's going on. And so if you begin reading in Lamentations, you just start seeing some visuals of all the darkness that is happening, the destruction that is happening, this disruption that is going on in Jerusalem. In fact, we even read in a point in there in chapter three, verse 18, where Jeremiah himself seems to be losing hope. He makes this statement in chapter three, verse 18. He says, then I thought my future is lost as well as my hope from the Lord. So Jeremiah, the prophet of God, has a moment where he's losing hope. He doesn't see any hope for the future. Now, I got to be honest again. There have been some moments in this time where I look at all that's going on and you got a question. Man, where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Where is the light? God, what's what's going on here? What? Why is all this happening? Does anybody else but me have those questions? And so, like Jeremiah, there's just these moments where you're questioning, God, where are you in all of this? It seems like the future is lost. It seems like there's no hope. It seems like everything is just in disarray. Everything is in utter darkness. And he admitted 
that he lost hope. And I think many of us can admit that there have been times where we lost hope. We, are, we were in the middle of this pandemic and we were uh, quarantining and we were uh, in, in kind of isolating ourselves in our homes. And then it was like we were kind of starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. We were thinking they were starting to open up some things and we thought, okay, well, maybe there's a sense of normalcy getting ready to happen. And, and, and so we start getting out a little bit more and, 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 and we start, uh, uh, you know, doing different things we weren't doing while we were quarantining. And, and so we're like, man, think, things are starting to pick up a little bit and things are starting to happen. And then all of a sudden, right when we think there's light at the end of the tunnel, right when we think we're, we're getting over some things, starting to make some progress, something else happens. Another disruption happens in our nation. A video goes viral. And we start to see injustice and we start to see some things that aren't right. And again, it causes a disruption, a disruption in our nation and a disruption uh, in our communities, a disruption as a part of our culture. We start to see it and we're right in the middle of it now. And many of us, like Jeremiah, are lamenting, we're grieving. If you haven't been grieving, then you haven't been paying attention. It's dark. It's dark and it's troubling. And like Jerusalem, there's, there's a sense where, where's the hope in all this? Where, when are we going to get out of this? How are we going to, going to make it? And Jeremiah is letting us know. He's like, I myself have my doubts as well. But then we continue reading in verse 21. Lamentations 3:21. He says, but this I call to mind. And therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So now Jeremiah had this moment. First he had a moment of, of hopelessness and he had a moment of doubt, but then he, he came to himself in verse 21. He says, but this I call to mind. But then I started to remember something. And it was because of what I remember that I started to have hope again. He started to remember about the steadfast love of the Lord. And that his love for us never ceases. And that his mercies never come to an end. In fact, they are new every morning. Remember, God is all about the reset. Says his mercies are new every morning. Every morning is a brand new opportunity to reset. Regardless of what is going on around you, regardless of, of, of the dismay and darkness that we see, we still have an opportunity to reset. The worst of the worst sin you could have possibly committed at 11.59 p.m. last night. At 12 a.m., God had new mercies waiting for you. 
He's given us an opportunity to reset. But the only way we're ever going to reset internally is we've got to remember the steadfast love of the Lord. We've got to remember that his mercies for us are new every single morning. He makes it available for us to reset. To reset. I don't know where you are and all that's going on in, in the world today. And I know people have differing views of how they feel about everything. And, and you're entitled to feel whatever you want to feel. But regardless of, of that, let me just tell you something. Though you yourself can't change what is going on around here on a global scale. The beautiful thing is, is that though we can't so much change necessarily all that's going on around us, we have to ask ourselves a question, am I, am I allowing God to change what is on the inside of me? Am I, though I can't reset all this around me, am I going to allow God to reset what is on the inside of me? Because I'm feeling a certain way. I'm, I may be feeling hopeless. I may be feeling like, what's the point? I may be getting angry. I may be getting upset. I may be getting fearful. I may be getting a number of things. Though you may be feeling all those things, the good news is God gives you an opportunity to reset. And the only way you can reset in God is to recall and remember how good he's been to you. His mercies are new for you every morning. Every morning. But you can only have that type of reset when your thoughts are set on God. You can only have that type of reset when you recognize that God is the only one that you can look to. I don't look to people, I don't look to social media, but I look to God. And in the middle of disruption, Jeremiah found hope when he started to take control of his thinking, when he started to take control of his thoughts and he began to place his thoughts in God's direction, when he began to place his thinking and hope in God. And he knew at that moment, though there was pain, there was despair, there was trouble all around him, that pain, despair, and trouble does not have the last word. But my hope in God is the last word. I need a reset. I need a reset. And if you're honest this morning, you may admit today that you need a reset. I've had seasons, moments during the season that we've been in where I knew I needed an internal reset. Because I'll be very honest with you, I got tired. I got tired. 
I got so over being stuck at home. I got so over all these, like, I can't, we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. And, and all these different things are happening. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting over this. I'm getting over that. I, I was, it was just so, if you, we allow it to, it gets so overwhelming. But then you have to have that reset moment where you're like, God, you know what? My, my hope and my trust is in you. I, I, I trust that you know the future. I trust that you've got us. And I'm just going to have to walk in that. And it's then and only then that I come to my reset. And so like Jeremiah, but I call this to mind. I remember the steadfast love of the Lord. I remember that his mercies are new every morning and they never come to an end. So what is our steps to a reset? And then I'm going to get out of here. What is our steps to a reset? What are the things that we need to think about then? How do, we, how do we come to a place of acknowledging that we need a reset? Well, the first thing you need to remember about God is that God is enough. God is enough. If you continue reading in verse 24, he says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is my portion, meaning God is, is, is all that I need. He's all that I need. When he says he is your portion, he is your, he is your inheritance. Everything good that you need comes from God. And that he's enough. He's enough for me. I don't need to take it out. My frustrations in a bottle. I don't need to take out my frustrations or need fulfillment in my relationships. I don't, I don't need that. I need God because God is more than enough. He is my portion. Therefore, I will hope in him. Verse 25 says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Not only is God enough, but God is good. Like, that sounds so simplistic, and we've made it very simplistic, but man, that is so powerful. The fact that God is good. He is good. You need to remember that in the midst of all the drama that is going on around us right now, and all the darkness that we may be experiencing, that doesn't change the goodness of God. He's still good. God is enough. God is good. And thirdly, God is is trustworthy we can trust him we can trust him lamentations 326 says it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the lord see you only wait for things that you can trust in And the Bible's declaring to us that that, that, that that the lord is someone we can wait patiently for See, when you don't want to wait, that means you don't trust. And so we've got to come to a place where we are waiting patiently for the Lord. We may not see our answers now. We may not see uh, the hope right now. We may not see that light at the end of the tunnel. But rest assured, you can wait patiently for the Lord because he is trustworthy. He's our solution. He's our solution. We, in our time of quarantining, 
we did a lot of, and many, many of you did this as well, maybe, we did a lot of like ordering food and waiting for it to be delivered, like our groceries and anybody, everybody else do that but us. Like it was just something that we did. It was, we, we did that. And, and, and so we, we order online and uh, we put in our, 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 our credit card information to pay online. And, and that's a lot of trust because we haven't gotten what we needed yet. But we're paying for something we don't have yet. And so we, we, we did that, and, and, and so it would take a matter of about a week or so to, to come through and a matter of days for it to come through, and it finally come. And, and, and the crazy thing is, sometimes they didn't always get it right. And it would get so frustrated because we're like, ah, oh, we were already waiting three to five days, and, and we got it. Man, you, they didn't get it right. But we trusted We trusted. We, get, we paid for it. We, we trusted that we were going to get what we paid for. And, and it seems to me there are times that we put more stock and more trust in those types of avenues than we do in the God who is ultimately trustworthy. See, we need a reset in our trust because there are some of us right now that are looking at everything going on and you are in despair and you're wondering, well, man, I, I don't see where this is, how this is going to be good for anybody. I don't see where, where the light is. I don't see where the hope is. I don't see. I, I turn on the news and I see chaos. I turn on the news and I see all the bad. I turn on the news and I see all these different things and I feel like I'm becoming hopeless. But rest assured this morning. We have a God that we can trust and that he is our solution. He is our solution in the midst of the problem. He is our hope in the midst of the despair. You can trust him. See, that's why we need a reset. We need to get our thoughts focused on him. We have our times of grieving. We have our times of lament that we're going through. And that's okay. Jeremiah, the prophet of God, had his season, his moment of lamenting, of grieving over all that was happening. But in the middle of it all, he still had hope. In the middle of it all, he still came to a place where he acknowledged that God is enough for him. That God is still good. And that God is extremely trustworthy. And I believe for us this morning, we need to get back to a place of trusting God. Trusting God. Can't trust and put all our hope in man because man's going to let us down. We can't put our trust and our hope in a political system. We can't put our trust and our hope in social media. We can't put our trust and our hope in news. We can't put our hope and our trust in any of those things because they will fail you. But you can trust God. 
He will never fail you. Arise online family, he will never fail you. And so if you're in despair this morning, and you're in a place of hopelessness, it's time for a reset. It's time for a reset. Those watching from home today, if you are in despair and you are in a place of hopelessness, you need a reset. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you come to a place of reset. Of reset. Let's stand to our feet. And if that is you this morning, and you've been feeling despair, maybe you've been feeling fear, maybe you've been feeling hopeless, maybe all the darkness and things that we're experiencing and all for the past two and a half months, three months has been overwhelming to you. It's been too much for you. And it's been hard to deal with. I'm gonna ask you just to lay your hand on your chest. If that is you this morning, if you can be honest with yourself, just lay your hand on your chest. And I want you to begin to talk to God. Those watching from home today, just begin to lay your hand on your chest and just begin to talk to God. Say, God, I need a reset. I need a reset. Father, I thank you that you are a God that is trustworthy. I thank you that you are a God that is good that you are a God that, that is more than enough for us. You're a God that never leaves us. You're a God that has never forsaken us. You've never failed us. Father, we thank you that in you we can have hope. In you we can have peace. We thank you. pray that you would lift my despair this morning. Remove my fear this morning. My anxiety. My depression. My feeling of isolation. Lord, and I pray that you would fill us with your peace. The peace that only you can give. Not the peace that the world gives. Not the peace that man gives. But the peace that you give, the supernatural peace. The peace that says in the middle of despair, in the middle of disruption, I can trust you. In the middle of darkness, there is light. In the middle of hopelessness, there is hope. And that is hope that is only found in you. So God, I thank you that you are with me. Just begin to thank him that he's with you. Thank him that he's never left you. We honor you this morning. We honor you this morning. 
And if there are those in here this morning or those watching online that don't have a relationship with you, I pray that they would come to know you today as their Lord and Savior. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you don't know what that means, it's really quite simple. Be it the greatest thing you could ever receive in your life. It's acknowledging the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, came to this earth to live a perfectly sinless life. And he died on a cross so that all of our sins can be forgiven, so that your sins can be forgiven, my sins can be forgiven. But it doesn't just stop there. Three days later, he rose again. He resurrected from the grave. And because of that resurrection, we can have a brand new life. We don't have to live the same way we've been living. We can be made new. We can have a reset. And it's just you acknowledging that. It's you believing and receiving what Jesus has done for you. And once you do that, you can receive salvation. And so, Father, I pray for those that may be in this room today. I pray for those that may be watching online that don't have a relationship with you. And if that is you this morning, just say, God, forgive me of my sins. I repent and turn from my sin. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God who died on a cross so that I can be forgiven. I receive that forgiveness today. And because you rose from the dead and you resurrected, I can have a brand new life. I step into my new life today. And Jesus, be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.